This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel, fine. You know, even Ben knows, you could have destroyed the whole race car, if not worse. I don't have any problem racing each other and trading paint and moving people. I mean, that's it's a short track bull ring. This is not Daytona. From the MCRP studios in the Motor City. But I do know also one thing, by the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins, and I promise you that. With Zach Heiser. Fager leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf. Big run, he'll cross over now down the back straightaway into turn number three. Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike. And Rich Frank. Any progress, Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey, guys, this is Ford Hodge. This is three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Brady. This is Andrew Shai. David Melky. Josh Fry. Ryan Rule. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings. Beautiful Monday evening. Glad to have you with us on this uh, July 13th episode. It's time to take a look at what's going on. We got a busy show lined up. Three interviews tonight, which means we got to dive right on in. Start off by seeing what's going on in a Motor City Minute. Tyler Rorig ran the table Saturday, leading all 125 laps to capture the 21st running of the Glen Nybel Classic at Anderson Speedway. It was Rorig's third consecutive non-wing sprint car victory at the Indiana Bull Ring and his second consecutive classic win. In two nights, Austin Sindrick went from the cusp of winning on ovals to showing his ability to dominate the layout. Sindrick went to the victory lane on Friday night to sweep the NASCAR Xfinity Series doubleheader at Kentucky. One night after racing to his first career oval victory in an overtime finish, the Team Penske driver was even stronger in the number 22 Ford Mustang in the 300-mile race. And if that wasn't enough, my goodness, the Cup Series race did not disappoint on Sunday as Cole Custer became the first rookie regular to win in the NASCAR Cup Series in nearly four years, surging to the lead in a four-wide final lap scramble Sunday at Kentucky Speedway. Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr. were dueling side-by-side -side for the lead on the lap 266 final restart when Custer, with a push from Matt Benedetto on the outside, made his move from sixth to first in his number 41 Stuart Haas Racing Ford. As the leaders bunched in turn one, Custer slid ahead and outlasted Truex's Toyota for his first career Cup Series win. Sam Haferteeth Jr. led from start to finish with the American Sprint Car Series. Sooner region event Sunday at Creek County Speedway. Holding on during numerous cautions and red flags, Haferteeth held off Harley White and Sean McClelland for the win. Those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser, Rich France from the Social Distance MCRP studio. Rich, good evening. What's going on? Hey, Zach. How you been? Uh, I got to go make a trip to a track this weekend I've never been to, so I was a first-timer at Winston. Nice. You checked some stuff off the list, and uh, I did the rare thing. I just kind of hung out with my family weird over the weekend, so I'm looking forward to getting back to a racetrack, but uh, glad to have you with us on a Monday. What's going on in the race racing industry? Well, Zach, uh, beating a stout field of Southern Super Series competitors to the punch, Bubba Pollard got to wear the boxing gloves in Victory Lane Saturday night at Montgomery Motor Speedway after winning the Rumble by the River 125. Executing his signature long-run strategy, Pollard uh, waited for the right moment to show his cards, making his move on the outside late in the race and checking out on the rest of the field. I figured if you wear a pair of boxing gloves, you might as well put it on him, Pollard joked. 
Uh, I didn't want to show show it too soon. Our race car was good, and you have to be able to turn in the center to run the outside at that track, and that's just what we were able to do. The win is Pollard's second uh, second for the series in just the last month and adds to the veteran string of late model successes since the restart of the COVID-condensed 2020 season. Well, Rich, uh, I barely do. Do you remember the IROC racing series? Yes, I do. Uh, ran the IROC Camaros, and they always had the diff- drivers from different genres of racing. Uh, wrote IndyCar drivers, NASCAR drivers, and uh, Sprint car drivers. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. It was, it was kind of fun racing to watch. Well, it was, it was announced today that the format, in a way, will kind of get a rebirth uh, well, best drivers from various disciplines. They raced on an equally prepared course and cars and the, the whole bit. Yep, that's what we remember. 30 seasons later, Tony Stewart won its final championship and the series quietly went away. Well, now Stewart and fellow NASCAR Hall of Famer Ray Evernham have teamed up with a group of heavyweights to bring an all-star circuit back in 2021. The Superstar Racing Experience, or SRX, plans a six-race short track series to air in primetime on CBS in a Saturday night summer spectacular. SRX envisions fields of 12 drivers competing on famed short tracks across the country. Evernham doesn't expect speeds to exceed 150 miles per hour on half-mile tracks, and he listed Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut, Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, uh, Pensacola, Let's try that again, Zach. Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola, New Smyrna Speedway in Florida, Eldora, Knoxville Raceway in Iowa, and Terre Haute Action Track in Indiana, all as possible venues. Evernham would also like a road course and a modified oval on the track. Evernham's dream list includes Scott Dixon, Tony Cannon, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Juan Pablo Montoya, Paul Tracy, and short track racers and up-and-comers who've proved their skills but can't catch a break. Stewart will be the main recruiter and plans to begin selling the series soon. He wants to lock in drivers before they commit to other things next summer and work through conflicts that would prohibit their participation. Without a manufacturer currently on board, SRX hopes to avoid branding loyalties that would eliminate a driver from racing in the series. SRX is planning for 90-minute races without pit stops, but a halftime for adjustments in a two-hour television window. Evernham believes drivers will arrive and draw for both their car and crew chief, which Evernham hopes comes from a pool of noted industry veterans. A short practice is planned, and Evernham's team will be responsible for building and maintaining the race cars. Rich, here's my question. A lot of folks believe that NASCAR was headed toward the IROC feel with cookie-cutter cars, and everyone said IROC failed. Remember that? Um, What are your thoughts on this? I think it's a little fun. I like the part where the driver shows up to the racetrack. He draws his car and draws his crew chief. That is pretty cool. Yeah, you just you're kind of pulling the lever, right, and hoping that the that you get cherries all across the board. That's what you. I mean that that's a pretty neat deal. I, I'm going to give it a chance, and and I'm sure they'll have more more information coming out. Uh, and it and it uh, and it should be fun. But I always like to tease you, Zach. But I, I bet you, in addition to Tony Cannon, I bet you Tony Cannon ah. is also, also coming out to the well, race is who they're trying to get. You, you never know. You just never know. Maybe they can get them both, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you got to catch some racing over the weekend. Yeah, I sure did, Zach. And as the storms moved through the area on Friday, uh, one at a time, tracks began to cancel racing action. But uh, Winston Speedway in Rothbury, Michigan, was able to move forward with their planned program, the Benton Baker Baker Muskegon Challenge. 
the event would feature the dirt late models going 30 laps for $2,500 to win. Rich Neeser would pick up the early lead uh, and and really stretch it out. Neeser looked really good early. Uh, even an early caution uh, couldn't stop Neeser. In the meantime, Dona Marculier would start making his way to the front from his 12th starting spot. Marculier would move, move into third spot before lap six before a lap 16 caution would tighten the field up. And on the restart, uh, Marculier would make the move of the race, a slide job in turns one and two around Mike Vandermark and Neeser. Uh, Neeser would uh, kind of get pinched up in between Marculier and the wall, limp down the backstretch and back into the pit area with his night done for the night. Uh, even though a couple more cautions would tighten the field in the closing stages, Marculier would drive away to pick up the win. Uh, and, and in addition to the $2,500 payday, uh, he also collected $600 for the Ryan Vanderveen bounty that was established a couple of weeks ago, uh, Vanderveen would pull out of the race in the late stages, citing that he was trying to control the lap count on his race engine. Van Vanderveen was running in the seventh position at the time. Uh, I caught up with Dona after the race to get his thoughts. Well, about everybody in the state got rained out today, so everybody came over to Winston and uh, Dona. Deep in the field, man, came from 12th, and you obviously had the fastest car all night long, 12th to 1st. Uh, how did that feel? <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, I, the Pildoral stuff always upsets me because we work so hard, And but uh, but if you get a racetrack, you can drive to the front. It don't matter where you start. As long as your car's good and, uh, you know, this Black Diamond, Matt Ryan Power, I mean, it just, uh, we've, had a good, we've had a good year. I know we had some bad luck a few weeks ago, you know, tore a car up, but uh, all we can do is just keep winning. And, uh, you know, first four or five laps in, you passed seven cars. Uh, then you, then you kind of worked, you had to get the third all on your own. Then you got the caution you needed. Yep. That's all I needed. Uh, the racetrack actually started latching up in, 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 like, the middle and top of the one and two. But three and four, it was still pretty clean. And uh, it was just a matter of just getting the jump and not with spinning tires. And I thought it was great for the fans. I know there's some local guys that uh, aren't very happy with me, but... Uh, it's and we'll and we'll and let's yeah. let's talk about that lap 14 restart. Uh, you're starting on the inside. You got Vandermark to your outside and knees are out front. And uh, you'd go into turn one and two. Slide job on both. Knees gets kind of shoved up in the wall and has to pull off. Uh, talk about what happened. Uh, it's just uh, it's a racing deal. It's just uh, it's a product of uh, the racetrack. I mean, I ain't gonna say the wrong thing, but you know, it's just hard racing. You know, it's. Uh, we didn't come here to run second. You know, that's kind of my mentality this year. Like, we've got some good equipment. We've got some great sponsors this year, and uh, it's kind of nice to show what we can do. I mean, uh, you know, if, if Rich is upset with me, I mean, it's, I mean, if it's, I guess I'm sorry to him. But to me, I cleared him. I mean, he, he kind of ran in the back of me. You know, it was a slide job. You know, it's racing nowadays. You know how these cars are. you got to go. So, I mean, um, I personally didn't personally wreck him, so I do apologize for that if anybody thinks that. But it's just good hard racing. And uh, we got to talk to you about it. They, I saw you pick up the $500 bounty bonus on the front straightaway. Uh, Ryan did pull off. I, I, I didn't know that was the deal. But but I, but I don't think, as good as your car was, I don't think Ryan was going to get a chance to run you down anyway. No, no. I mean, I just laugh about that. That was kind of dirty of him to take some money out of our pocket. You know, all he could do is finish and help us out, get some more diesel fuel on the way home, pay for some tires. But uh, it is what it is. You know, um, uh, Dean, uh, the owner of uh, Winston Speedway, uh, he was still honest with the bounty. So... Uh, he was just very thankful that he could race and uh, probably just go home and relax, take the rest of the weekend off, and uh, get ready for. Look, if we got anything coming up next week or two weeks, or I, I, I know we got some summer national. I think there's a ten thousand in two weeks at Tri City. Yeah, I, th I think I think they were waiting to 
go week to week here and yep. see what was going to stay open. Oh, right? that's right. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, but to just uh, keep our stuff fresh, keep our equipment good, and uh, just want to thank to uh, my uh, my great sponsors. You know, uh, you know, Bub Patrick, Patrick Plumbing. I mean, he's <laughs> he stepped up this year. You know, got us another car, another motor. Uh, Dennis Kraft, one of my life lifelong friends. I mean, uh, it went out for those guys. You know, Jimmy, my t- Jimmy Smith, uh, Jimmy's Collision, my tire guy. I mean, he drove personally separate because he couldn't make the truck in time for because he owns his own business and. Uh, you know, Derek, my girlfriend's home. She's still not feeling good. Hopefully, she can feel better and watch this stuff. And uh, and uh, <laughs> but uh, I just want to thank this. Uh, it's just awesome, having fun. Well, obviously, you proved you had the best car in the racetrack. It was the fastest car in the track uh, in that feature. Fantastic job. Yeah, just shout out to Black Diamond. I mean, BJ, uh, Ronnie Stuckey. I mean, we're always on the phone trying new things. And uh, you know, this is still our old car. It's got the old body on us, and we got a new car at home. It's all fresh with brand new wrap and stuff on it. We just keep hoarding it. I don't want to tear it up. But, uh. All right, bud. Excellent job. All right, man. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. Nick Kurtz, who made a late charge uh, to, to the runner-up position uh, in the event, was very happy with his performance, and I caught up with Nick. Well, the late model 30-lap, uh, 2,500-hour-to-win feature event at Winston Speedway is complete, and uh, Nick Kurtz brought it home second. Very nice run for you. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, we're pretty happy with it. Like I said, uh is pretty good, you know, no matter where you go. So, you know, if you run second to him, it's not the end of the world. Uh, there's definitely a lot of good cars here tonight, you know, so we're definitely pretty happy with second. After that last restart, you got a real good run on Vandermark. You made a nice move to get by him. Uh, car looked really strong at that point. Yeah, it actually uh, took me by surprise, too. Uh, I drove it into one pretty hard, and it actually stuck halfway decent. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I was pre- pretty certain I was clear of Mike there, so I just rolled back up to the top. I knew that's where the dominant groove was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we had a good restart there and was able to get the momentum and get up in front of Mike. You had a nice second-place finish. Anything that you can point to at the car that it would have taken to get you up there to battle with Dona for the win? Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, the racetrack definitely took some rubber there at the end of the race. Uh, so uh, I started to get a little tight near the end, but, you know, it's hard to plan for that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, if anything, I guess I could have had a car freed up a little bit more, but, you know, you can just take notes and move on. Nick, great job. Who all you got to thank? Who helped you out? Uh, just so many people. My dad, first of all, uh, Dalton, Kevin Miller, everyone helps us at the shop. Uh, you know, all of our sponsors, Universal Graphic Solutions, uh, Amazon Race Products, Blake Collinbag, Jason Waters at Classic Auto, uh, any Manufacturing, uh, you know, Thoroughby Automotive, just you know, pretty much everyone on the side of the car, you know, it's it's a, definitely a team effort. Congratulations, nice runner-up finish. All right, yeah, thank you. And also coming from a, a few rows back, Travis Stemmler also had a nice run from his seventh starting position to finish third, and I caught up with Travis to get his thoughts. Travis Stemmler picking up a third place finish uh start a little deeper in the pack than you would normally like but uh, man that car looked awful good early in the event yeah the car was really good uh you know eventually you know the track kind of you know got a little top dominant but we were good and the car felt good um it was a good night from 10th to third so you can't complain there yeah you, we know you had you were having problems with the car uh for the first half of the day here. Uh, did you get that all sorted out? Did that have any effect uh, on how the car ran the feature? I, yeah, we finally figured it out. Um, we got the car running good, and, and that helped for tonight, especially with the track conditions. Uh, um, but, you know, once you're behind, you know everybody's behind. You're trying to fix the problem and get the car ready. But, hey, it was it was a good night. And you're kind of used to these fields. You know, we had a nice field tonight because of all the rain. Everybody just... Just about everybody in the state got rained out, uh, and everybody came here. So it, it was really 
guys that you're used to running with all the time. Oh, yeah, this was a tough field of cars. You know, these guys are all great racers, you know, when you're d- dicing it with, you know, the Donas and, uh, you know, Vanderveens and Spangler, Logan, you know, all these guys are good race car drivers. Uh, Nick Kurtz, you know, he's good too, so. Well, nice third place finish for you. We'll see you down the road. Yeah, thank you. I just got to thank all my great sponsors, uh, Great Lakes Directional Drills. I got to thank uh, uh, McAllister Cat Reynolds, Heinz Electric. Um, or Heinz Street Service Helm Electric, Integra Racing Shocks, Buddha's Drinking Team, AP Smiley, Cusack Collision, Gary and Sharon Patrick, Positive Cleaning, Pro Power Race Engines, Rock XR1, Fist Trucking, uh, Twisted Monkey. Just all these people that put this together. Inklum Racing, you know, they give me one heck of a car. I gotta thank uh, Brandon, he busts his butt, you know, during the week and on the weekends. And, you know, Steve's been helping out lately, so. Just got to thank all these guys to make it possible. All right. Great job, bud. Thank you very much. And, uh, Zach, on a side note, uh, Travis did end up having a solid weekend. He picked up his first victory of 2020 at Thunderbird on Saturday, and we'll talk to him about that in just a little bit. We'll talk to him, and we'll talk to Dona, who picked up the win, as we uh, as we heard, and, and kind of dive a little deeper into everything that happened over the weekend. Hey, did you see the new schedules that have been unfolded for Tri-City and Merritt Speedway over the next two months or so? Oh, boy, it looks like somebody's (laughs) going to be busy, Rich. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, these schedules look pretty good. Um, Let's break these down, shall we? July 17th and 18th looks like normal events for this weekend at Tri-City and Merritt Speedway. But then, man, they turn up the wick. July 24th and 25th, we'll have All-Star Performance Challenge Series races again at both tracks. $3,000 to win each night. Then on July 31st, and August 1st, regular house division racing. Uh, August 7th and 8th, though, hold on to your hats because you're going to have some decisions to make and you're going to have some great racing actions at both track uh, tracks. August 7th, open wheel night, Great Lakes Super Sprints, traditional sprints, and lightning sprints, plus $1,000 to win IMCA mods at Tri-City. Also on August 7th, it's the first night of the Wood Tick, featuring the All-Star Performance Challenge Series presented by American Ethanol. August 8th, Wood Tick night number two, featuring 10,000 big ones to win in the All-Star Performance Challenge Series supported by American Ethanol. Uh, Now we move to August 15th. UMP Mods, B Mods are the headliner at Merritt Speedway on August 15th. August 21st at Tri-City, the Hell Tour comes to town with $1,000 to win for factory stocks. Then on August 22nd, from Merritt, Normal House Racing, 2,000 to win late models. August 28th, All-Star Performance Challenge Series from Tri-City. August 29th, Normal Night of Racing at Merritt. Then we move into September, and it's, Rich, the month of September, just plan on being at Tri-City and Merritt Speedway. Yeah, you know, I, I don't recall Mike Blackmare announcing this many Challenge Series events when he announced the series. Do you? <laughs> Well, it's so weird with the COVID deal. I know that he missed one week before he was able to start getting them in. Um, I guess we'll have to go back and count, but I don't. All I know is there's a lot of money up for grabs. So September fourth, All Star Performance Challenge Series at Tri City. The fifth is the uh, Gene Crager Championship Weekend Day One All Star Performance Challenge Series at Merritt. Then on the sixth, Day Two All Star Performance Challenge Series, ten thousand dollars to win. And then we go back to Tri-City, September 11th, Battle by the Bay, All-Star Performance Challenge Series. 
And then the uh, closer for the All-Star Performance Challenge Series on September 12th, featuring $10,000 to win for the late models. I, I just, uh, I, I'm, my brain is mush. So <laughs> if, if you are fortunate enough to be a race car driver and you happen to drive a dirt late model, I don't want to hear that you don't have any money races to go to because uh, there is a lot of action going on the next couple of months in Michigan. And there's other races uh, that are also going to be out there at other racetracks as well. So there's a lot of money out there on the line for the dirt late models and for some of the support classes as well. That's what I was just going to say, Rich. We know how Mike Blackmere works. He could wake up tomorrow morning and say, you know what? Fifteen hundred dollars to win for XYZ division. So, um, yeah, I mean, Mike Blackmere is really trying to put some money in the racers' pockets this year. Um, congratulations to him. Great work, and um, looking forward to the next few months here. Uh, it's going to go by fast, but man, that's going to be some good racing along the way. And as long as he's, as long as he's uh, comfortable with selling his tickets and selling a whole lot of hot dogs, then he can keep doing this. There you go. Hey, how about some uh, pretty cool news out of the CRA camp over the weekend? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Zach, 13-year-old Dryden, Michigan racer Katie Hettinger uh, made a great pass for the lead on lap four and dominated the rest of the way in the 30-lap feature event in picking up her first Victory Custom Trailer CRA Junior Late Models event win on Saturday night at Indianapolis Speedrome. The event was only the second race of the season for the series after the COVID-19 uh, pandemic caused several series events to be postponed or canceled. This is awesome to get my first Victory Custom Trailer CRA Junior Late Models win, remarked a very happy Hettinger in Victory Lane. I have to thank my crew for working so hard to give me a great car tonight. Uh, Nash Engdahl, uh, Dawson Nall, Evan Varney, and Cody King would complete the top five. And Zach, the next event on the schedule for the Cust Victory Custom Trailers CRA Junior Late Models will be Sunday, August 2nd at Killcare Raceway, and Zach, we had Katie on the program back in April, and I'm very proud of her that she was able to get a win. Oh, I saw that uh, and was ecstatic. Great job to Katie. We know that her and her dad have been working so hard to put that number 71 car in victory lane. Um, they went down and practiced on Friday. They were quickest in practice on Friday, and then they didn't qualify. I mean, they did decent. They qualified fourth. Uh, but they went out there, and, and uh, Katie did a great job. She got up on the wheel, and she got the job done. So congratulations to her. Um, love it when a Michigan driver gets it done, Rich. I love uh, I love following Katie Hettinger on social media. Oh, yeah. She does a lot of fun things, uh, you know. and her dad isn't shy about getting out there to different racetracks and getting her laps, and I have to believe that helped. I mean, she's been testing at multiple racetracks uh, when, when we couldn't race. They were still getting her to the racetrack, getting her seat time, seat time, seat time, and it paid off for her this weekend. Well, while we're talking about the girl power, how about Harley White? There's a name you probably know thanks to a vicious sprint car uh, accident and fire several years ago. Well, now she's the name that you're going to know as the first ever woman to top the Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series National Tour presented by MAV-TV. Uh, she did it Saturday night from Riverside International Speedway. She becomes the 152nd different winner with the series since 1993 and the fifth winner this season. She uh, says this in Victory Lane, quote, This has been a long time coming. I feel like we finally got the gorilla off of our back. I can't describe how good it feels to finally get this done. We had so many times where luck just didn't go our way. Something, had, uh, something would happen to the car or on the track, and tonight 
everything went right. She led the opening two circuits and nearly went around off the second turn on lap three. However, she was able to recover and had the task of running down Derek Hagar Getting into slower traffic, she paced the bottom of the Arkansas quarter mile, reeling in the 9JR. The two danced around slower cars for uh, the duration of the rest of the race, it seemed. On lap seven, White was able to secure the point, weaving through the back markers. Hager was able to take several shots at the lead, but was unable to get back to the front. Uh, Harley White comes in first, Hagar second, Howard Moore third, Roger Crockett fourth, and Sam Hafertief Jr., rounded out the top five so how about the flower power the girl power over the weekend rich you know i'm impressed you know we the last couple of years we've been we've been watching um you know haley deegan move her way up uh through arc uh man from late models into arc there's going to be a lot more young ladies zach that can do this it's not just a gentleman's sport anymore there's not a, there's not many of them but boy you can go around to about every seat every series now uh that's running and, and now there's females in it, and I think it's great. I think it's great for the sport. Well, so Harley White becomes the first uh, Lucas Oil ASCS winner. Katie Hettinger, I found out, I talked to Glenn Luckett, series director over the weekend. Katie Hettinger becomes the fourth female winner for the Champion Racing Association organization. Um, she joins a, a list of drivers that uh, include let me see if i can pull it up here real quick um i got some information we got to still you know check in on some of this uh find the cra files but um you know she she joins a list of three other drivers who've got it done rich so uh pretty cool the variety for the cra organization right and that's what this is all about when they when they came up with this victory custom trailer sales junior cra junior late model series um this is exactly what it was meant to be uh, get young kids, boys or girls, in these race cars and get them going up through the ranks, and and what and they're running in late models just like those CRA Super Series and the, the Jag CRA All Stars Tour. Uh, there's nothing different. They may run on different shocks or a spec shock or or different uh, transmissions, but uh, those chassis are the same chassis they're going to be sitting in when they move up. So. Uh, they're doing a great job. And by the way, I found my note here. Uh, unofficially, it looks like Katie for the CRA series joins Allie Kern, Shelby Beaver, Kenzie Rustin as the uh, other. She makes up the four that have won in the CRA banner. So uh, congratulations to Katie. She's on a short list of, of historic names. Yeah, it's, it's great. And she's and she's from Michigan. You know, we got a chance to talk to Chris um, at, at the Novi Expo last year. Uh, very proud, uh, very proud of his daughter, very proud of of sponsoring that that series that CRA Junior Late Model Series and they do a, they all do a great job with it. All right, we got to take a break, Rich. We got a full interview slate tonight, including the guy who picked up over five thousand dollars down at South Bend. Corey Ryman comes up next, and then Donamar Coolier, Travis Stemler still ahead tonight as well. It's all straight ahead right here on Horsepower Happening. Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, the local company began servicing clients in 2002. Suspension Max serves the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. Learn more about what they can do for you at suspensionmax.com or call 1-888-629-9226. Suspension Max, the leveling kit expert. 
When the call sounds from race control. Hello, yellow, yellow, bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP safety team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. Stock Car Racing is back July 18th. See the best late model drivers from across America battle local heroes Cole Williams, Davey Coble, Dylan Fetcho, and more to win 10000 in the Jags CRA Series Masters of the Pro 150 plus four other hard-charging divisions. This is one night of action you will not want to miss. Get your tickets now at NashvilleFairgroundSpeedway.racing. Grandstands open at 3, green flag drops at 5.30. Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway located just off I-65 at exit 81. This is Chase Ridenauer, the 2016 Great Lake Super Sprint Champion, and you're listening to Horsepower Happy. Welcome back to Horsepower Happening. Zach Heiser, Rich France with you. Rich, time to get into our featured interviews tonight. First one's on deck. Let us know who we're chatting with. Well, this gentleman just picked up a huge win on Saturday night uh, at South Bend Motor Speedway in the late model Gambler. Uh, it was his first ever win at South Bend, from what I understand. Uh, makes his home in Napanee, Indiana. Uh, Corey Ryman, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Uh, thanks for having me. Having me, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, uh, Corey, you've had a couple days to let it sink in. Congratulations, by the way, over five grand in the wallet. A huge win. Uh, have you come out of the clouds yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's Monday, so we went back to work and um, started doing our normal thing. So uh, you, I guess you have to get your head back out of the clouds eventually. And, um, you know, what better to, to do that than a Monday? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, I got to ask you something that uh, was curious to me because I wasn't familiar with the format for this event. And maybe you can tell me. I know, I know almost 30 late models showed up, which is a very good outlaw car count these days. I mean, I think that's that says a lot about outlaw late models and probably more that they don't have a whole lot of places to race right now. But um, only 17 started the event, 14 through qualifying, I guess two through last chance, one provisional. Um, That means it's a solid field of cars and a lot of good cars went in the box and went home. Yeah. And I'm not sure um, how many cars they're expecting to get. It's a smaller track, uh, things happen fast there so they can't fill up the speedway with too many cars but um you know with schedule changes at kalamazoo speedway and stuff like that i don't know if they picked up a couple extra cars because of it but it was a good field and um uh the time difference between locking in and and uh setting fast time i don't think was all that big of a spread so um it it was one to be nervous about when qualifying started well, take us through your night. Uh, we know that you definitely didn't get handed this win by any means. Uh, let's kind of start with qualifying. How did your car feel on South Bend? How was your night going? 
Well, it wasn't too bad. Uh, historically, I've not been the best qualifier there, and um, I don't have a ton of laps around that racetrack. Um, but all through practice, the car was real strong. Every change we made seemed to improve the car. Um, I think we finished out practice with the overall fastest time. Um, went into qualifying, and, and the sun was just baking, and I overdrove the car a bit. So um, we couldn't even back up our hot lap times, but we didn't have a bad qualifying effort. Um, so that just kind of set the stage for the rest of the night, helped us know what we needed to do, needed to, do to the car to have a good race. So we get to the big uh, over $5,000 to win event, uh, $5,032 to be exact. And as Rich said, this format, a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, Madhouse restarts, which actually kind of played into your advantage. Take us through the race. Yeah, so uh, we started about mid-pack. Um, on the drop of the green flag, it was apparent to me that the car was in good shape um, handling-wise. Um, as things kind of started to get single file, uh, I thought I'd go ahead and try the outside. I really wasn't anticipating, uh, getting moving that quick in the race, but, um, after watching previous races, it seemed like the outside might not be that in that good a shape. So I wanted to give it a shot early just to see, see what we had in case we would need to recover from it. And really the car felt great out there. Um, so, you know, we, we were able to give it a run past a couple cars before our first caution where we got to take advantage of the Madhouse restarts. Now, you, you know, this is your first win at, at South Bend. Um, you've won at Kalamazoo before. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, where do you spend your time in a normal year? Uh, we can't go by this year, but uh, where do you spend your time in a normal year running your outlaw? Uh, well, so we try to we try to follow the big races mainly. Um, so the gambler at, at South Bend, um, we used to get up to the clash at Kalamazoo, uh, but those midweek races have gotten more difficult for us, uh, to make, but, you know, we'll run to the Sizzler at New Paris. And then, uh, aside from that, you know, we might go to a few shows leading up to those races just to, just to prepare. Um, so we're, we're pretty regional. We're not getting too far outside of our backyard. Um, you know, it's, with the climate and racing now and what it takes to be competitive, it's just a lot bigger effort to go uh, run these races than it used to be. So we just don't get out as much as we used to. And, you know, you talk about New Paris, South Bend, Kalamazoo. Uh, those tracks can't be any more different <laughs> um, if, you're going, if you're going to all three of those. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> and then throw M40 in there when, whenever they Oh, have there you go. We would like to, we'd like to get there as well. Um, so we seem to be strong South Bend M40 and new Paris Kalamazoo is always kind of hit or miss for us, but you're, you're absolutely right. They're very different racetracks. Now, where does this win from the weekend and the gambler rank on your list? Is this the richest win of your career so far? Uh, in terms of dollars, it's absolutely the richest win. Um, it's also one of the more gratifying. This, this, uh, racetrack has been one that's been tough for me to win at, um, uh, in spite of being pretty competitive. Most of the time we go there, uh, I will say winning at Kalamazoo was a pretty big, uh, a pretty big deal for me because I've struggled there for a lot of years. Um, but this is, this definitely has to top the list. Talk to me about, I mean, for me, um, and I could be wrong because, again, as Rich knows, I kind of favor the dirt side of things. I like racing in general, but uh, my pavement knowledge is a little bit lacking still. Rich has still got to take me to school. Um, but I, I tend to find that a lot of times pavement racing can, it can, 
fall into a trap of a little bit follow the leader. Um, man, you started mid-pack in this deal and worked your way to the front. Um, that's a racy racetrack, it sounds like. It really is, and that's one of the reasons we like going to South Bend. Uh, they put on a good show every every week. When we've gone to just their weekly events, you know, in order to prepare for these bigger races, uh, one of the reasons we enjoy going there is we, we enjoy watching the other races there. It is kind of a two-groove track, and, and if your car's handling well, I mean, you can definitely use the high side to your advantage and, and make up a lot of ground. Now, I, I did hear we're going to try for the fourth time this Friday night. $3,000 on the line in the Intimidator. You going to make the trip? Yeah, unfortunately, we won't be able to get there. We have uh, uh, some things conflicting with our ability to get there. But um, we do look forward to getting to Kalamazoo uh, real soon, though, um, schedule permitting. Um, that's just a track we haven't gotten to race to as much race at as much lately and and it's one we're really looking forward to get back to well with a win there in the history books uh, going back to looks like 2016 um absolutely you probably want to go back to where you've had some success before talk to me about this race car rich and i both commented on the fact that this is one of the sharpest looking outlaw late models we've seen in a long time uh you got a really nice piece there so uh, the the i have an unfair advantage i have a cousin who owns a graphics <laughs> shop ah uh, and he does a lot of a lot of race cars uh, around the region, and they're all beautiful cars. He, he's uh, just a stellar artist when it comes to putting together these wraps. Um, but he's always worked real close with me. Um, we've always had the um, the attitude that you know this is the canvas upon which we're going to advertise the sponsors who who put our race cars on the racetracks, and so we want to have the most beautiful canvas possible. So we spend a lot of time fabricating the bodies and, and laying out our graphics so that we can keep putting a, a very pretty race car on the racetrack talk to me about one of the businesses on the side of this uh, or organizations if you will this teen challenge what is this about okay so adult and teen challenge of northern indiana is um so it's basically it's a faith-based organization that works with uh people who have addictions um whether it's drugs or alcohol or whatever but it's an intense program that's seen a lot of success and and helping people overcome addictions um and through faith and and you know really turning people's lives around so the connection with the race car though what is really cool because um you know we actually have a shop on the teen challenge campus and oh. so these guys come out and work on the race cars with us and they've actually helped us build this car from the ground up so, I mean, they've had a hand in the success of this program as well. So is that part of their program then to work on the race car or is that just something that they kind of get to do? So, well, it's so the, the adult and teen challenge program is an international program, but the local the local um, uh, facility here where I'm from, they this is part of the program. The, it's part it's part of the program in the sense that, um, you know, we have a strategic partnership here. Um, you know, I, I raise money to support this and, and they, uh, they give us guys to work on the cars and we have this strategic partnership going on. It's a very cool deal. Anytime that you see organizations like this and racing pair together, Rich, I, I feel you would agree. Um, how did you guys get hooked up? How did this come about for, for you and, uh, the adult and teen challenge? Uh, it happened to, uh, basically a mutual friend, um, a guy that, that I know, um, he is a big supporter of this program. And, um, so it just, it was one of those, uh, conversations that just happened organically where I mentioned to him that, you know, Hey, I think it'd be cool to, 
get some of these guys working on our on our race cars and you know be able to do life and fellowship with them while working on a race car so the adage is that we always say is the race car is kind of like a bonfire you know it's something to gather around we're going to do life and have relationships but we're going to we're going to build a race car at the same time and so it was just it was a a match made in heaven really it was just something that worked out well and something that we enjoy doing every week now Corey, i have to tell you you know with um to be totally honest with me spending most of my years uh, uh at flat rock and toledo i am a big outlaw late model fan uh, and I have been for years. It's always been my favorite. But I have to ask you a question. We've talked to, you know, Andy Bozell and Brian Bergacre and, and Johnny Van Dorn. And what's up with this outlaw late model class? Uh, just trying to get your opinion. You know, I, I don't think it showed as much this past weekend because there's not a whole lot of places to go to race them right now. A lot, you know, Flat Rock and Toledo are closed, so they're not even open. Um what do we have to do before it seems like it's a dying division and and it shouldn't be because they put on some great races uh what do you think is the problem with the outlaws man that is a loaded question there (laughs) rich Um, is rich is good at that don't feel bad he puts that on every outlaw late model driver we have on the show it seems like well i'm I'm trying Um, to get an opinion from a bunch of different guys to see if we can get come to a consensus and maybe we can get some promoters to listen to us and make some changes and and bring this outlaw late model division back where it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, you, you hear ideas from everybody and, uh, you start to hear common themes, you know, from when you talk to several people, common rules might be a little bit of it, you know, a cost might be a little bit of it. Um, one thing I'll just speak from my own experience. One thing that is difficult for me is the time commitment in order to go and be competitive. Um, you know, this, the setups are really complicated. Um, they're a lot more involved. It takes a lot more time in the shop to put together a winning program just to go race one time. So it's, I would say from the time I started until now, uh, the effort that it takes to go run one, run one race and plan on finishing in the top five is just a lot bigger than it used to be. So that limits my ability to get out as much as I used to. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot that could be said about it, I guess. There is a lot to unpack there. I, and I guess when I think about it, Rich, uh, one of the big things that I think up here in Michigan, anyhow, that people go back to is tires. Um, does that is, is that fall into the cost category or common rules or both, or is that not even a discussion down in Indiana? It, it's both. Um, you know, they run this treaded tire now a lot around here to be an economy tire. Um and, and, you know, you go to a place like South Bend, we could actually get a couple of weeks out of a set of tires and still win races. You go to other tracks, and it, and it doesn't happen that way with the same tire. So it, I guess it just depends where you're at, how much of a deal that is. Um, but they're, they're expensive, no doubt. It, it falls into a, cat, a class category no matter what. And on the other hand, you know, if you, if you go to a big event – uh, an outlaw late model event a couple times a year. If if you would make the trip to Flat Rock or Toledo, they're running, you know, the ten inch slicks on the Hoosiers. Yeah, and it's funny because over the winter I've I've been thinking a lot about like you know I do miss running on slicks. Um, it's a, it's just a different ball game altogether. But yeah, that's a that's a whole other thing. You know, those typically the slicks we've ran in the past, you run them once and you throw them away. So it, it's a huge expense and. And really, the tracks, I mean, the payout doesn't match what it costs to run. And that's to no fault of the tracks. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm 
uh, digging on the tracks at all, you know, cause they got a business to run. So, um, you know, tires and everything thrown away a set every week, you know, that adds up real fast. Talk to me about, and, and maybe this isn't relevant anymore, but I was doing a little social media stalking on you, Corey, and uh, on your Twitter page, which doesn't look like you've used in a while, but it says musician underneath of your description. What is that about? So, yeah, that Twitter is pretty outdated on there. I, I haven't been there in a while. but uh, So, as far as musician, um, I've been very involved in worship teams at church, and I've had the opportunity to play um you know, and very like other states, you know, playing for uh, youth conferences and stuff like that. Um, so I play music quite a lot every week. I'm playing music, doing something, but typically it's in a church setting uh, or a house of worship or of some sort. Now, is that uh, is there some way people can hear your music? Um, well, so I mean, we have through our church and and the connection service that I'm a part of at Napanee Missionary Church, we have put out album so um i mean that stuff's available on itunes and and uh most places that the media is sold online now i gotta ask you because uh, i used to be call it a musician if you will some people call it a drummer a dumber you know somebody who can count to four uh what what do you play so i play i play drums and electric guitar and i play them pretty uh interchangeably so i'm about 50 50 either way um, so I, I, I go to a rather large church, so we have a pretty good, uh, like a pretty good lineup of musicians. So I just kind of fill in where needed. Very cool. Corey, talk to me about your, uh, racing career for the rest of 2020. What, what do you have in store here? Obviously it looks like you've got a family, you work a full-time job. Uh, and then of course there's, as you mentioned, and, and everyone knows about the climate of the world right now. What, what do you have coming up for the rest of the season? Yeah, that's about as loaded of a question as asking what the climate of outlaw late ball racing is. Um, we ask the hard ones. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I mean, how do you plan this year? You know, I, I know that the summer sizzler is in August, I think August 6th. That's that's one we never miss. Um, we'll like to hit the end of the year shows, you know, the blowouts, the super shoe at, at Kalamazoo. But all the stuff in between, it's really hard to know. What is even going to happen? We'd like to hit the Kalamazoo Clash, but you, you just never know until, I mean, it's almost you're planning last minute with the way things are with COVID and all that stuff. Yeah, it is almost week to week for sure. And, uh, well, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. First time guest on the show. And uh, it was really, it was kind of a name where we heard it pop up, South Bend winner. And we're kind of like, oh, well, uh, Kalamazoo maybe, yes, one time in 2016. So it was good to get to know you, Corey, and get to hear your story. Congratulations on the win. Thanks. I appreciate that very much. All right. got to take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, throw the dirt down and talk with a couple of late model drivers who got the do- job done here in Michigan over the weekend. Dona Marcoulier, Travis Stemler coming up on the other side. Stock car racing is back July 18th. See the best late model drivers from across America battle. Local heroes Cole Williams, Davey Coble, Dylan Fetcho, and more to win 10000 in the Jags CRA Series Masters of the Pro 150 plus four other hard-charging divisions. This is one night of action you will not want to miss. Get your tickets now at NashvilleFairgroundSpeedway.racing. Grandstands open at 3, green flag drops at 5.30. Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway located just off I-65 at exit 81. Racers know now more than ever, and, and let me tell you, if you don't have one, you're already behind for the 2020 season, but but listen up, there's a chance. Money should be spent wisely, 
and you need ease of use at the racetrack as well. Insert Hubco Metal Fabrication, racer-owned and operated. Luke Hubble knows the value of good quality products at a fair price. Right now, 24-inch pit lifts with a hydraulic pump start at just $875. Upgrades like powder coating, LED lights, and a waterproof pump cart are available. To place an order, simply find Hubco on Facebook. Log on to hubcolifts.com or you can call 269 838 Zero zero two nine. This is Jack Dalsey, the third two-time Jake CRA All-Stars Tour champion, and this is Horsepower Happening. Welcome back to Horsepower Happening. Zach Heiser, Rich France with you on this beautiful Monday evening. Rich, time for our second of three, I guess technically, interviews on the night. Introduce us to who we're talking to. Well, this gentleman is a two-time American Ethanol Late Model Tour champion and picked up a big win on Friday night at Winston. Uh, I think that makes three, four, five, somewhere in there. I'm not counting anymore. A bunch. Uh, <laughs> makes, his, makes his home in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Dona Marcoulier, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. Now, uh, man, talk to me. That hot rod you had on Friday night, right out of the gate in that feature, uh, it really stood out against a tough field. You were very, very fast. Uh, it kind of goes back to... That filter off stuff. I get so fired up about always getting a bad filter on. It's uh, so pretty much when it was go time, it was go. I mean, it's, I didn't I mean, you only had 30 laps to make up 12 spots, and you just didn't have a chance to stop. So now, now obviously, you earned the victory uh, very well deserved. Uh, we talked a little bit after the race, uh, but obviously, we have to talk about what everybody else is talking about the incident. Uh, lap 16 restart. Uh, you know, you do a heck of a, it was a heck of a move. You had Vandermark on your outside. You had Neeser leading on, up on the point. You pull a slide job and kind of everything goes a little bit wrong coming out of turn two. Yeah, it was kind of, the racetrack was just starting to take rubber just before that yellow came out. And that was really my only shot to make that happen. I mean, it's one of those deals when a racetrack starts latching up. If you don't make your move in time, you're, you're going you're to run second. And to be honest, I didn't come there to run second. So I just mm. felt like that was the best moment. And Rich kind of went in there and pushed a little bit in two. And uh, it was just, uh, I felt like I, I have enough, had enough room and cleared. And everybody kind of knows how slide jobs should work. You know, if you check up and you cross, you could probably slide me back in three and four. And it probably would have been a heck of a race. But uh, unfortunately, he got uh, a little bit of damage in that deal. But, uh, you know, to me, it was hard racing. You know, you bring up an interesting point uh, that Rich and I talked about off the air, and that is slide job etiquette. And my goodness, Dona, that's a that's a conversation that's had across every racetrack in the United States. And, and that's what I said. I said, you know, I don't understand how slide jobs don't work. If the guy that pulls it has to slam on the brakes because he came in too hot, just turn left and blow his doors off down the straightaway and be done with it. Um, but that aside, that's just my personal opinion. You go back, you watch the tape, you, you, you finish first as you said you didn't come there to run second um it sounds like to me we're celebrating a big win in the marcoulier camp and, and we're happy to go to victory lane on friday yeah i mean after the, the last three weeks we've had i mean we tore up two race cars i mean we, we fixed them both i mean there were no i mean besides bodies and stuff like that but we you know we've been working so many hard hours and you know i take a lot of pride in our race team we don't have the, the newest and the greatest motors and the greatest cars I mean, I mean that car we had you know sat or friday night you know that's a that's a four-year-old race car with a, who knows, I bought that motor used off of Tyler Herb four years ago. I mean, it's it's been freshened and rebuilt, but who knows how old it is. And it's, uh, 
it makes you feel good when you can run like we do with a with with an older car and an older motor and you know i've never i've never had an endless pocket or you know i always i've always raced the race next week you know so i mean for me if i can if i can win three grand that pays the bills for a couple of weeks and buy some diesel fuel and buy some tires and you know but uh, i mean that whole slide job deal i mean i mean it is a shame i've raced a rich, rich a lot i mean honestly we haven't talked about it. I mean, a lot of his fans weren't too happy with me. I got a lot of number ones on the way back to my trailer Friday night. But, uh, but uh, I mean, it's fun. I mean, yeah, we still how, laugh and joke about how, it. So. How important is that? I mean, as a driver who, you know, obviously don't. You've been doing this a long time. So don't don't take anything I say to, to heart. But, you know, when you have uh, conflicts with other drivers, how important is it to not let the crews or the fans or anything like that influence what's going on how important is it to you to get a chance to go and talk to the driver and talk to the other driver involved and make sure that you two are on the same page that's how it really should be i mean i'll be honest i mean i mean i didn't get a chance to talk to rich i know he was loaded up and out of there a lot faster than we were but uh i mean i haven't talked to him and I'm, i've raced side by side with rich for years and you know it was just one of those moves where it happened and you know it's just a, it's a shame how it turned out even on both ends i know we won but nobody likes a tour race car you know right. i don't i mean it's just uh you know, it's to me, it's good hard racing. I mean, I mean, it's a slide job. I know slide jobs have always been a lot in our sport. I mean, you see them every day. You know, on summer nationals or Eldora or wherever you go. I mean, it's just, it's part of our sport now. And uh, I mean, the side by side racing stuff's still there, but the way the racetracks are nowadays, you know, not saying anything they're one lane or nothing, but you've gotta you've gotta make things happen when you can. Mm-hmm. And I was down there. Uh, I was down there on the main straightaway. Uh, when they were doing victory lane for Dona uh, on Friday. And, and I was really surprised. Usually Dona, you have a pretty good following uh, <laughs> of fans and, and usually it's uh, it, the cheers well drowned out the booze, but that didn't, that, that was uh, pretty unfortunate on Friday night. And you did, I thought you did a pretty good job of uh, uh, holding your composure, let's say. Yeah, it's just one of those deals. I mean, like you, you could you could say it like this. Like I remember Scott years ago, Scott Blomquist years ago. I mean, yep. if you're if you're not getting booed, you're not doing a job. But I mean, I don't I don't want anybody to boo me because I've always had respect for racers and you know and and, and technically you know Muskegon is not my territory. You know where I grew up racing and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of fans that follow a lot of other drivers and you know and uh, it is what it is. I mean, it's a uh, it's a shame it happened, but um, it's uh, we'll just regroup and go again i mean i mean nothing against uh you know i mean everybody seems to dwell on this live job and the move but yeah. bottom line is you know drew did a heck of a no, it's not drew excuse me um wilkerson there. i i mess his name up but uh drew's the kid but uh his, his dad there i mean he I mean, he took a chance on a big 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 dollar show and he had some good car counts and uh you know hats off for him i mean winston speedway was smooth it was racy and you know, and they had a, they had a full house. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still like like I said when we're on the, on the front stretch. If it wasn't for the fans, we wouldn't be able to do this. So absolutely, and yeah, I do want to get off of the the slide job thing because regardless, it was a great race. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I did see some highlight videos, and uh, it was a great race. Anytime I think in Michigan, someone can come from twelfth and win uh, on a racetrack that uh, that is. Again, it, it properly prepared or not, whatever you want to say about track prep in the state of Michigan, it's tough to see someone go from 12th to 1st on a track that's not hammered down. And, uh, um, wow, what a great job for you. Talk about racing at Winston and, uh, you know, that track. For those who maybe haven't been there before, because this is their first, like, full season back after a couple of years, what is that track like as a driver? I mean, Winston's always been fun. I mean, I know they put a wall around it 
10 years ago and like that. And I, I really felt that hurt the place just because it took a lane and a half off the top of the racetrack. But, uh, but we've all made our, you know, it's like any racetrack, you get kind of used to it, but, uh, I've always had good luck there and good success. I think the last time I raced her in 15 with the ethanol, we ran second to Rusty. And then and the time before that, we won down. And we've always, we've always had a good setup there. And, uh, I mean, the track's shaped good. And it's, uh, I mean, they run a good show. Like, honestly, I think we're on the road on our way home at 1030 the other night. So, I mean, wow. we, weren't, it was, we weren't too late or nothing like that. But uh, it was, uh, I mean, for me, it's two and a half hours. So, I don't get that way every weekend just because of work and stuff. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's like any place in Michigan. I mean, you got Thunderbird. You got Mirror. I mean, I mean Tri-City. I know... Mike's been having some bad luck with some rainouts and stuff, but I mean, I was actually going to Tri City Friday night, and with the rainout, we kind of came home and got last year's tires out of, the, out of the attic for some American <laughs> racers, and we kind of buffed them really quick, and we, and we like we won, we won, like we're making a comment, we won that uh, the same right retire was on the car that we won that ten thousand dollar to win show at Merritt last year that. We're going to make a post on Facebook about how, how much money that tire has won. So. I knew there was going to be an American American Racer promo in there somewhere. <laughs> no, it's not about that. Just, no, I mean, but, you know, you 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 have you're right though. You have won a lot of money on that tire. I know. I mean, I mean, it's just one of those. They they still look good when they're done, but uh, it's just it's like who's who has a better tire. Bottom line, I mean, performance wise, but. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm not saying any tire. I'm not promoting so, any tires. I don't get right. tire sponsors no, from I anybody. So. so what is that now? What is that, about a $1,300 or $1,300 tire? Uh, $13,000. $13,000. Yeah, $13,000. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> correction. Right. Um, as we wrap up, I want to, you know, this has been a pretty serious interview. Goodness, Rich, you, you had to bring up the slide job, and you, you brought it all down. I want to end on a light note, and uh, that'll be our transition into our third interview tonight. You had, did have some fun over the weekend. You all got together, spent some time in the pool with Travis and Logan, and, uh, of course, it couldn't just be lounging around. You guys had to be competitive. Talk about <laughs> pool volleyball. How did that go? Oh, it's, it's always a good time over at Brian and Colleen's place. They always invite us over and they always make us great food and, you know, they're good friends and good family. And it was nice to get Sarah out of the house. And that's really the first time she's really been out since, since she's been sick. And it was kind of just, uh, we just had a good relaxing day. It was nice to see her smile and, you know, get some sunshine and just kind of just enjoy the day. I mean, there's no, no race cars, no, no maintenance. No, no, it was just having fun. Now I don't necessarily don't, uh, you and I are kind of bigger guys. I don't peg you as a volleyball guy, but I mean, what, what do you, do you set? Do you spike? Are you serve? Where's your strong point? <laughs> Well, lucky enough, we were on the shallow end, so I actually got to be above the water a little bit. There so you I moved around a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, it was fun to see that on social media, Dona. Congratulations on the win on Friday. Um, we got some big races coming up at Merritt and Tri-City. We're going to talk to Travis about those a little bit. Um, running out of time with you right now, but uh, good yeah. luck with those big races coming up later. All right, not a problem, guys. Mike said when it comes to, I mean, everybody knows how, how I am. I'm a hard racer, you know, like, I mean, I, I I still, I think I need to make a phone call or try to figure out Rich's number and just kind of talk about the situation. But uh, it's hard racing. I mean, it's just what it is. And, uh, you know, I mean, for this way, if he does it to me, I'll be I'll be expecting the Benex. I mean, it's just, it's all part of it. And, you know, we'll uh, just regroup and uh, go, go again. All right, Dona. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Good luck in the future races. We'll see you soon. All right, sounds good, guys. All right, Rich, time to move on to our second uh, part of the program and, and also, I guess, the second half of the pool party from over the weekend um, is the guy yeah. who found Victory Lane at Thunderbird Raceway. Let us know who we're chatting with. Yep, he's the current uh, point leader in the All-Star Performance uh, Tri-City Merritt Speedway Challenge Series as well. Like you said, Zach picked up his first win of 2020 on Saturday night at Thunderbird. He's from Ionia, Michigan. Travis Stemmler, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. 
Hey guys, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. First of all, uh, congratulations on the win on Saturday. Um, man, you have had a very strong car just about every week, and now you finally put it in victory lane. Yeah, we've, uh, we've had a pretty consistent year. Uh, Inklam Racing has given me a, a great hot rod to uh, pilot this year, and uh, we've just come up short a uh, couple spots each night, you know, and and so it's it was finally good to break the ice and finally get a victory for the new team and everything. Yeah, we, we were talking on Friday night at Winston, and it was like, oh, here comes Rich again. We must be doing pretty good. So <laughs> most nights we're talking to you, and you're in the top three. That, yeah, I mean, that, that that's really a good start to the year. Oh, it is. I mean, uh, anytime you're on the podium, you know, obviously we want to win races and, and everybody wants to win, but it's so tough out there. I mean, it uh, truly is. There's so much great talent we race against. So um, anytime you're in the podium, is, it is nice, you know. Like I said, though, everybody wants to win, so <laughs> now, that's why we do it. I don't think that we've talked to you on the show since uh, you started your season, or if we did, it was very early since you started your new, basically new chapter of your career with Anklam Racing. You go out to I-55, and, and not a bad showing, uh, you know, miss, miss some transfer spots a couple of times, but when you guys came back home, like Rich said, you guys really found something. Um now you've gone to victory lane you're leading the challenge series points kind of how's the feel right now with you and anklam racing i mean does this kind of feel like home for you right now oh it does i mean this is uh this is so much fun right now that we're having like everybody's having so much fun you know my my family's having fun and they're following along too you know uh chad and caleb's having fun their dad's having fun it it feels like home you know the we're here at the race shop we just got done eating dinner you know uh with me and the wife the kids and the crew guys we're cooking out again here at the shop uh just feels like home again it feels like uh uh the race team that i you know had before i went off on other race teams you know so yeah it feels good now last week we talked to rusty schlank uh somebody that you race against with on a regular basis and he said you know I don't know about this whole challenge series points deal with qualifying and feature wins. He said, you know, I've beat Travis, I think, every single night, but that gosh darn son of a gun keeps out qualifying me. I'm never going to win this championship. Uh, Talk to me about what it's been like to run the challenge series. You've been really consistent, like Rich said, in the feature wins and your qualifying, and that's made you a really a dual threat for that point series. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, that series is set up pretty it's pretty tough because, uh, you know, you qualify and if you qualify really good, you start fourth in your, uh, heat race. Um, and it's, it's not like a, a hand over, you know, to get in the redraw because now you got, you know, three guys that are in front of you that are really fast too, because they invert four. So, uh, you know, we've been doing pretty decent at the qualifying, you know, really good at that. It's, it's cool because you got to be fast all night, you know, and, and we've tried to do that, you know, and get in the redraw because if you're not in the redraw, it puts you behind. But it's uh, it's kind of cool to that we're making it through the heat race to be in the redraws and then, you know, running second to Rusty or third to Rusty, you know, three-time national champion, you know, that's kind of pretty cool be nice to beat them one of these times <laughs> yeah uh, i know uh, <laughs> running consistent versus picking up feature wins i'm sure that there's a little bit more you'd like to do 
Yeah, oh, it, it'd be great to win one of those uh, races, you know, uh, winning one of the ethanol races. It'd be cool to win one of these. But, yeah, you know, as long as we keep qualifying good and we're consistent in the future, it'd be uh, it'd be nice to pull this off for the team, uh, you know, a new team and, and being consistent like that. Hopefully, they say consistency wins championships, so... Well, uh, no, hopefully no, we can I, I got to ask you a question, and I, I want an honest answer, and I don't know if you're going to give me one. Um, <laughs> is, there, is there too much? Uh, is there are there too many points available in qualifying? Should that mean that much in this championship? I, I mean, whether it be uh, you get points for qualifying or points for the heat race, or you know, there's debate: should we get points for the heat race? I. I mean, it was kind of something set up that I don't know. Like, I really, I can't really honestly answer that. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, um, well, if you had if you had three feature wins, would you expect to be leading the points? <laughs> I mean, I I guess as as the UMP ballot goes, I guess you know those guys. You know, it's all about winning the feature. You know, you get seventy five points for winning. Um, I. I don't know. It's a it's a catch twenty two because, you know, I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> first, it's a hard to say. Travis Stemmler speechless. Yeah, I know. Well, you yeah. know what? Do, what do you do when you're leading the points and you go, "Well, this is pretty good. I'm at the top. I don't really want to criticize everything." <laughs> I mean, I could I could be setting fast times and finishing tenth, and he could be winning by a mile. You know, so I've, I guess I've been setting fast times and finishing second or third so we're kind of leading points i it, it could be fifths and he could be winning i don't know yeah you know, so let's talk it, about, go ahead oh it's just uh it's an interesting point system and i mean as of right now i'm liking it so let's carry it on let's talk about <laughs> the schedule that was just announced right now uh th- this uh this afternoon right before we started recording um let's see july 24th and 25th uh, we'll have Challenge Series races at Tri-City and Merritt, as we said, 3000 to win each night. Then we'll have the Wood Tick coming up on the 7th and 8th. That'll be big money, of course, $10,000. Hell Tour on the 21st um, from, from Tri-City. Challenge Series again on the 28th at Tri-City. And Challenge Series again on the 4th at Tri-City. 5th at Merritt. Twelfth uh, and sixth at uh, Merritt and Tri City, respectfully, and eleventh in there as well. Man, these Challenge Series races are going to start coming hot and heavy, and the money is going to be right there as well. Um, you you mentioned wanting to get to Victory Lane with this series. What a better time to start finding that uh, feature win than now, right? Yeah, I mean it, it'd be cool to you know keep things going and uh, you know carry it on to these Challenge Series races. Um, you know, like. Uh, tri-city it's one of my favorite tracks you know it gets a little slippery it has some character to it and uh it always puts on good racing whether it be hammer down or slippery so and then merit you know there's been good racing there this whole year you know so um hopefully we can keep it going and maybe knock off a couple of these wins <laughs> well travis congratulations on the win on saturday i know it was uh, it, uh, feature wins always got to feel good and of course getting inklam racing the first one of 2020 and yourself the first one of 2020 awesome job look forward to seeing you again at the racetrack soon and good luck with everything coming up thank you thank you very much and yeah i just can't thank uh, inklam racing enough 
and all of our great sponsors, uh, Great Lake Structural Drilling, AP Smiley Contracting, um, uh, McAllister Cat Rentals, Helm Electric, uh, Brett Himes Tree Service, uh, Cusack Collision, uh, Positive Cleaning, Gary Sharon Patrick, Integra Racing Shocks, uh, Pro Power, Vermeer, um, Rocket XR1, um, K1 Racing Suits, just all these great people that help us out. If I forgot someone, I apologize, but uh, Twisted Monkey and Fist Trucking, those guys just make everything possible for us to go up and down the road and and I can't thank them enough and my wife and kids for all their support. Well, again, our thanks to Travis Stemler and Dona Marcoulier for joining us. Uh, did you know that those boys could play volleyball? No, I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't even know about the pool party. I feel like I w- and, and I'm, you know, pretty tight with the Nickerson family. I'm surprised I didn't get invited. You're apparently not as tight as you thought you were. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. I'll have to have that discussion the next time I see them. <laughs> now, what's coming up this weekend, Rich? We talked about some house racing at Merritt Tri-City. Um, obviously still nothing new at Flat Rock Toledo, but Friday, what is it? Uh, the second time in four years, three years that they've had to try four different times to get the Intimidator 100 in. Yeah, this this year for a couple different reasons, um, not all good. But last week it was Mother Nature. Um, I was all prepared to go out there last week. They're going to give it a shot again this week. The Intimidator 100 Friday at the Kalamazoo Speedway. Um, I don't know if I may be in Nashville. It was what some birdies <laughs> telling me. So yeah, uh, yeah, we got. I might be down at the. I may be down uh, this weekend at the Masters of the Pros 150 uh, at the Na- at the uh, Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, uh, taking that in and getting some work in down there. Yeah, well, and how about Masters of the Pros too? By the way, uh, we're talking uh, Chase Berta. Who knows what uh, Carson Hosevar is going to do? This is uh, apparently a one-off event in that 71 machine tonight during the Red Bud 400, which uh, obviously at the time of this uh, show, we don't have results from that yet. So we'll bring you those next week and hopefully the the winner of that event next week. Um, but so uh, for for Michigan region, we're talking Chase Berta. We're talking uh, Carson Hosevar. We're talking uh, Stripco and, and some others might be down there as well. Yeah, you know, you, you're going to get your because it's a it they, the southern super series had a race this weekend you're probably going to see some of those guys make their way up uh, aka bubba pollard uh when they when you put money on the line and i think it's fifteen thousand dollars to win for the masters of the pros uh it brings some drivers out of the woodwork you think we'll see a steven nassie bubba pollard showdown on the five eighths mile I don't know about the showdown, but I would if I was a betting man, I would bet they both would be there this weekend. Well, and then a little closer to home, again, it's all week to week, so it's kind of tough sometimes to keep a handle on it, but uh, the reason I might not be in Nashville is it looks like the Great Lakes Super Sprints will be heading back to Butler Motor Speedway for the first time in three years. Uh, the 3.8's high-banked oval typically hosts 410 sprint cars on a weekly basis. They'll invite the 360s to invade this Saturday, it looks like, July 18th. So uh, still waiting on some confirmation on that, but uh, it sounds like we might get to go there with the Great Lakes Super Sprints. Yep, and and if, if you're a pavement fan, uh, sounds like Galesburg and uh, Corgan Oil Speedway uh, still shut down, uh, still not running. They're in the same boat as Flat Rock and Toledo, so kind of waiting on that. And, uh, you know, up north, Winston, Crystal, probably back at it this weekend as well. So uh, you, depending where you live in the state, uh, there are definitely options. Or you could just uh, hop in Rich's family bus and ride down to Nashville. Who knows? 
<laughs> or you or you may want to do that. Yes. You may want to do that. So, um, do you want to take the time to say be safe um, regardless of your opinion? Uh, don't put your racetrack owners in jeopardy. Follow their rules that they're setting forth. They probably uh, share similar opinions to you on this whole situation right now, but they just want to keep their racetracks open and they want to keep uh, providing us an awesome sport. So uh, if you do head out this weekend, just follow the rules that are set forth by your track promoters. They're just doing everything they can to try and stay open right now. So uh, play nice, and we'll get to keep doing this thing, hopefully, for the rest of the summer. Uh, Rich, that's going to do it for tonight. Again, we'll try to bring you Redbud 400 winner next week on a Monday, and it may be a double feature with Redbud 400 and Masters of the Pros winner, depending on how things shake out, but that's what we're going to try to do next week. That would be a heck of a show, Zach, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. So, for Rich France, for Scott Menlin, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in this week. Again, our thanks to Travis, Dona, and uh, Corey for joining us this evening. Congratulations to all the winners. Good luck to all the losers. And uh, hope to see your backside trackside sometime this weekend. For Scott Menlin, Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Have a great night, and we'll talk next week right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.